Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 5, Karma Sanyasa. And so far we have seen that Bhagavan said that Karma Yoga is clearly better for you because Sanyasa may be more difficult to pursue. For one who has not developed a quality that not waste in a kankshati, who does not hate or does not have a desire, for such a person, Sanyasa is not really easy to practice. And therefore, karma yoga, the yoga, yoga yukta bhava, become yoga yukta. And yoga yukta bhava is to develop art of performing actions which is for the greater good, not for myself. And the technique given to us in this chapter, he says, while you're performing all your actions, constantly think that you are not doing anything. Pralapan, Visrujan, Srunan, Swashan, even when you're breathing, seeing, hearing, touching, thinks you are not doing that. Someone other than what you think you are is doing it. So that, that's a technique given to us that constantly while I'm acting in this world, I should see that something else is, what is that something else which is doing it? Well, we can clearly identify everything we do is, Either my body is doing it, my mind is doing it, or my intellect is doing it. The observer who is observing this activity is someone other than body, mind, and intellect. That's what you are. So constantly see you as the witness of your own activity. Just as when you witness other people doing it. I know he's doing well, or he's not doing well. I think he's wrong, or he's right. But we are not involved in it. So we are constantly judging other people from our vantage point, our perspective. If we start developing a practice where we can do the same thing for us, we will be clearly be seeing what is right and wrong for us. When we do something wrong, if we step also out of that activity and see it, we'll see whether that was right or wrong. And the next time we can correct it. So the technique is given to us. Constantly watch yourself as a third-party observer in all the activities you do. And then the last few verses which he had been discussing, where Bhagavan come out and says that na kartrutvam na karmani lokasya srajati prabhu. Prabhu, the Lord, is not creating any sense of doership, the ego. The ego which I have right now saying, this is me and I am the doer, I am the enjoyer, and I am the sufferer. Bhagavan said, I really have nothing to do with it. So please don't blame me. I did not create this ego for you. It is the very part of the prakriti that these activities are going on. And your body, mind and intellect are nothing but part of the prakriti. 
you identifying it created this ego. But I am not the creator of your ego. You now have the responsibility to get rid of the ego yourself. Na kartrittam na karmanis lokasya surajate prabhu. The Lord who is the Lord of my being is not responsible or not the the creator of this ego that which I have, that this is me. That's not me. I am doing it. Nobody else could have done it. Without me, this cannot function. All those ideas, Bhagavan said, I am not putting in your head. I am not creating the sense of agency, nor I am creating any actions. In other words, the Lord of my being is beyond the world of activity. And we know this world of activity at the Prakriti level. Activity is taking place at the level of Prakriti. This world of plurality. The world where I exist and you exist and the world exists. For any activity to take place, you need two things. One an actor, an object of activity. Then only activity takes place. If there is no duality, no activity takes place. See, that's why when you're alone, you're getting bored. By myself, what can I do? I need somebody to play with. That's a solitude is so difficult for us to practice. We want life where everything is going on. The Bhagavan said, but in reality, there is no duality. When it comes down to the core of your being, yourself and myself and his self and herself is only one. So at his level, no activity is ever taking place in his self. Therefore he says that I am beyond this activity. So he said, I am not creating, and also I am not creating karma phala sanyogam. We constantly blame Bhagwan for the thing which is not going right for us. Things go right, I know, I put all the efforts and got it. When things go wrong, I don't know, Bhagwan is not looking after me these days. He said, I am completely away from your activity. I am not in a business of marrying your actions with the fruits of actions. I am not taking stock about what Papa I have done and what Punya I have done. It's entirely up to you and the world you are working in to figure out the transactions and what are the results of the transactions. Because I created this Prakriti out of my own self, by my maya. In the chapter before, we have seen clearly says that I am working in this world out of my own maya. Ajahapisan avyayatma bhutanam isvaropisan prakritim swam adhisthaya sambhavami atma mayaya By my own maya, by presiding over this prakriti, I work in this world. So once I created the prakriti out of my own maya from the Bhagavan's perspective, my work is done. I created the field of activity of the rules of the activity, the laws of nature. And we had been saying many, many times in this discussion that the laws of nature are without any exception. They apply to all of us in the Prakriti equally. It does not see that because I have done this many punyas that my papa gets wiped out. 
it's not a cancelling each other type of activity. You do one good, you're forgiven one bad. You pay for your bad and you get reward for your good. That's the rules of the game. So when I'm a part of the Prakriti, I'm going through my life within the laws of the Prakriti. Now, as long as I am abiding by the rules of the Prakriti, then I'll be evolving in the Prakriti. The whole game is the Bhagavan Leela, Krishna Leela as we call it is, that you starts out as being the ignorant self of who I am. That's the original sin. When I forgot who I am, is the original sin, avidya. From that avidya, through my own efforts, evolutionary effort. So when I was just in one cell amoeba, I evolved at the lap of Mother Nature. Then I became human being, and now I have to evolve with my own efforts. That's the game. With this evolution, I have to get out of this identification with this body, mind, and intellect to identify with the self. When the game started, when the avidya started, I now have to get out of the avidya and become vidya again, the knowledge again. While I'm at the prakriti level, I still have a responsibility and activity to perform. So in chapter 3, we are given the rules of the game. If you really want to evolve in this prakriti, act for the greater good. All your activities must be for the greater good, for the yagna spirit. Not for you as this self, as you consider self, which is this body, mind and intellect, but for the greater good. By acting in this greater good, I will rise above this selfish ego and will purify my mind and intellect. So that's the game. Now, we are given self-will and therefore at times we will be acting part of dharma and the part against dharma. In this chapter says, I am not taking any part into your activity. It's done as per the rules of the games. When I put the key in the ignition of my car, there is no discrimination for BMW to decide whether I'm a nice guy or a bad guy. Whether I'm the owner of the car or the thief who's stealing this BMW. It will work exactly as the laws of thermodynamics and electricity are in this nature. It will start the car as long as I have the right key. So you see, if he's not taking part, then who is maintaining the laws in this nature? If there are laws in this nature, there got to be lawgiver and law enforcer. Without law enforcer, no law is of any value. Because the law enforcing, there is a law enforcement, the laws are abided in this country or anywhere else. In this world, we see the laws are very precisely followed in nature. So there got to be law enforcer. And if he says, I'm not taking part, who is law enforcing? Bhagavan said, that's also me. As part of my lower nature, as a prakriti, I control the laws of prakriti. And therefore, any time in a society, when majority of the people are not following these laws, I have to take charge again and set those rules visible again for everybody. 
clarify the situation and make those laws again visible to people to follow. So all the bad elements are weeded out, dharma is re-established. His job as a law enforcer is to make sure that in the prakriti laws are followed and therefore prakriti continues to function as it is designed. Prakriti is a self-regulating entity and therefore prakriti itself will create its own enforcement and clarification. So the verse we have seen in chapter 4, which seemed like in a direct contradiction to this verse which we have seen, the yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata. Whenever there is a decay of dharma, dharma is not decaying, you are not following dharma. When the people are not following dharma, then I abhyutthanam adharmasya pradatmanam srijamiham to get rid of the adharmasya, those who are not following dharma. So how does that work? That's not at an individual level. Bhagavan comes down and says, you're a bad guy, I'm going to eliminate you, you're a good guy, I'm going to help you. It's like federal government. We have this Federal Reserve Bank. This sets the monetary policy. They don't come and call me and say, Neil, so what's happening in your company? You think you need some help? Can we do something with the interest rate so NBG architecture can function better? Or let me call your next door guy, whether he is doing okay. What they look at is a country. What are we doing? Is a country we are doing well, well, I don't have to do much or raise the interest, whatever is appropriate. We are not doing well, he has to come down and say, we're going to lower the interest rates. Right now it is 0%. And at one point it was like minus 25% or something like that. But it's not at an individual level, at the national level. Bhagavan said, at the global level I say, yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati. When I see that overall the dharma is decaying, green building movement, we saw that dharma is decaying on this planet. We are constantly emitting this carbon dioxide. We are depleting the ozone layer. The Bhagawan had to Srijami himself as USGBC, United States Green Building Council, or something like that. And now there is an awareness that we need to be working towards sustaining energy, sustainable design, preserving this planet. That's his job. Anytime there is a decay of dharma in this global society, he needs to create this awareness again about the dharma and establish dharma. But at the individual level, my actions and my rewards of my actions are truly at the level of the nature of actions, nature of this world and nature of the field of my actions. Swabhave vastu pravartate. At that, I have to rely on the laws of the society, the laws of nature, laws of community. That's where I'm going to get reward in my punishment. So, it seems contradiction through different points of perspective. And therefore, it's not a contradiction. Chapter 5 is a precursor to chapter 6, which is Dhyana Yoga, meditation. Bhagavan is gradually raising your level of education and awareness from how should I be working very efficiently in this world as this ego, the body, mind and intellect 
to know what I should be focusing on as myself is. Therefore, he says that at the level of yourself, at the Lord of your being, I do not take any part into the actions and the reward. It's happening at the Prakriti level. Na adate kasetit papam na chayeva sukritam vibhu agnane avrutam gnanam tena muhyanti jantavaha No sin or good merit is affecting yourself as the Prabhu. I'm not getting tainted by my bad actions nor am I getting reward by my good actions. Myself remain constantly detached from all my actions. It's a third party observer. It does not take any part. Therefore it is not getting affected. That's the most redeeming statement. All my actions in the past have never really affected myself. But I feel that I'm affected. Agnani Navruttam Gnani. My knowledge about myself is veiled by my ignorance. And what is the ignorance? I say, the primordial ignorance is, who am I? What is myself? When I call I, what am I referring to? Right now I constantly shift from my body to my mind, to my intellect, to my body, mind. I keep shifting, depending on what's going on. I'm not tall enough, my body. I'm not smart enough, my intellect. I'm not feeling good, my mind. That when I detach and the self is the observer, then that knowledge is removing, dispelling that avidya. So, gnanene tutad agnanam esham nasitam atmanaha tesam adityavad gnanam prakasayati tatparam. Just as sunlight dispels the darkness, sunlight does not create any new reality in this world in the morning. It does not create the world out of nothing. The world was already there. At night we couldn't see it. We couldn't experience it. As soon as sunlight comes, we start experiencing it. So just as sunlight dispels the darkness of night, the knowledge about the self will dispel the ignorance about myself. And then the next three verses say, once that knowledge takes place, that I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, I'm not this intellect, then what will be my behavior? And as I said, this is a precursor to Dhyanayoga. Now I need to start focusing, what should I be meditating upon? Am I meditating upon how fit and healthy I am? Or should I be meditating upon how my mind is? No, no, you should be meditating upon who you are. Therefore it says, focus on yourself. Once that happens, my behavior should be Tad Buddhayaha. Tad Atmanaha, Tad Nistha, Tad Parayana, Tad that. That which right now I consider is something other than this. This, my body, my mind, my intellect, my world, my friends, my house, my accomplishment. All that is this. Something which is beyond all this is that. That which is all pervading self. Gachanti apunaravrutim. So now that when the knowledge takes place, tad buddhaya, intellect is connected to that. My intellect now sees that this is not me. That's me. Tad atmanaha, myself is now 
engrossed in that. So that which I consider my ego, my ego has now identified itself with the self. Tat nistaha. So I'm devoted to it. Now everything I do is for that. And tat prayanaha. I'm completely taking refuge in that self. In other words, all my activities now will be seen from a perspective of who I am. I'll be continuing to work in this world as I am doing right now. But my point of perspective has changed. So every time I do something, I'll always see that as that eternal self functioning through me as me. You know, seeing my body working, my mind working, my intellect working. And then I see the other people also nothing but the manifestation of the same self. Gachanti apanarabhrattim. And therefore he reaches a state where there is no coming back. Coming back to where? To this avidya. To this confusion. That I am the suffering being. I am a struggling being. I am trying to, always trying to overcome my situation. He said, no, situation is what it is. It is what it should be. When you have acted in one particular manner, the situation what it is. But I am now not getting affected by it. So that gachanti apunaravrattim. So he never has to come back to this ignorance again. In our Purana says, well, we reach a stage where there is no janma to come back. Right here when that knowledge takes place, there is no confusion about that ignorance about myself. Gnana nirdhita kalmashaha for those who have dispelled their sins by knowledge. As we have said, we have taken upon ourselves that I am a papi. That I have done all these mistakes and I am not a clean one, a pure one. Because I am superimposing all the activity of my body, mind, intellect on me. It never really has ever affected me. Therefore, if I do not take those sincere mind, I would dispel them from myself. So I'm now a pure being seeing the activities of myself and the others. So the next verse is Vidya Vine Sampanne Brahmane. Vidya Vine Sampanna Brahman. So the one entity is a very highly evolved Brahman who has knowledge, Vidya and also Vina, humility. So he is the highly evolved person in the society. Gavi Hastini, cow or an elephant. Suni, dog. Cha Eva Swapaka, and also the Chandal, the Paraya, the person who cooks dog meat. I guess from a sociological point of view, probably there was a time where the people who work in, in the Smashan or the burial ground or the crematorium, they were not allowed to interact with the greater society. So they really didn't have anybody to react with for their daily living. I'm making all that up because I do not know what the society was like. But because they were eating dog meat, obviously they were not they didn't have access to other type of you know meat or food. So they were they were considered the lowest. And also so in a society's hierarchy. The highest is the Brahman is Vidya Sampana. He is not even an average Brahman. He is endowed with knowledge and humility. So he is the most evolved person in the society. And the lowest rung of the society is that Swapaka, 
the paraya, the chanda. Now also in this animal world, I see the gavi, the cow, elephant and dog. Cow is the most sacred in our culture, the highest in the animal world. And dog can see the most unclean in that society. Not our society, but that society. Therefore, dog cannot be allowed in a, in a kitchen or dog cannot be allowed in a puja room. Because dog eats meat and everything else. Cow is vegetarian like me. So you can see, even though you can argue all day long that history, Brahmins used to do this and that, vegetarianism was put as the highest pedestal from our Upanishad's time. Even in the animals, the animals who are vegetarians are considered higher. Cow, elephant, then the dog. But basically, Bhagavan is covering the entire spectrum of this universe. And saying, in your society, the highestly evolved person, the Brahman, or the Swapaka. And in the animal world, a dog who is considered unclean to the most sacred cow, this person, who is that person? Panditaha Samadarshinaha. Pandita, the sage who sees them equally. Because now he has recognized that the entity which is manifesting to the Swapaka is the same entity manifesting to the Brahman. Entity which is manifesting in the dog is the same entity manifesting as cow. There is no real difference between what is that entity which is manifesting I, you, or the world. So now he's seeing them equally. And Swamiji makes it clear that Bhagavan Shankara in his commentary said that it is actually a sin to not give respect to somebody who deserves respect. But it also it is a sin if you respect somebody who does not deserve respect. We have candidates who are number one right now. Whether they are worthy of becoming a president or not. Is it really good for a democracy? Bhagavan said, no, not really. So, Pandit sees them equal. That does not mean he gives them the same respect to them. Just because I have bangles and rings and what the necklace and I see them as gold that does not mean that I start putting earrings in my hand and bangles on my ears or I know each one's place where the necklace goes and where earring goes and the bangle goes so in the society there is a place for all of them to be where they are most appropriately located or to be given their task but from a perspective of Master goldsmith, it's all gold. So when I look at them, I see them as equal. When I place them in a society, I place them at the right place. That is the vision of a panditaha, the sages whose avidya is dispelled by the knowledge. That at the end of the day, myself and yourself and the self of the cow or the self of a dog or self of any being is one and the same. Iha eva taihi jitaha sargaha esam samye stitam manaha Do not have to wait for afterlife. See, most of our religions, even our Hinduism, Puranic, and all the other religions always talks about 
thereafter, you know, that we will have this heaven. It's Iha Eva, right here. Taihi Sargaha Esam. They cross over this Punaravrityam, Sargaha incarnation. They cross over this coming and going in this life by sthitam manaha, by steadying their mind. Once I steadied my mind that this self is the same self, there is no need to wait till I die and then go to heaven and then enjoy peace which everybody is looking for. You see, the peace can be experienced right here, right now, if you steady your mind and see equanimity in this world. Nirdosam hi samam brahman. Why do I see equanimity? Because brahman is pristine. That which is all-pervading is pristine. No activity ever took place. No papa ever took place. No punya ever took place. From a waker's perspective, there is no activity ever took place in dream. When I woke up, it's all gone. So no tiger is chasing me in my waking world which was chasing me in the dream. Once I woke up from the dream that this is me, this limited being is me, there is no world which I have created all these mistakes and errors. So therefore, nirdosam hi samam brahma. That brahman is nirdosh, without any impurity. Tasmat brahmani testitaha. Therefore, they see equanimity because they are established in that Brahman. They are established in their thought, in their understanding that the core of my being, which I call I, is nothing but that pure Brahman where there is no activity taking place, which is called Papa and Punya. Therefore, no Papa and Punya is going to ever affect me. Neither is going to affect anyone else in this world. This world is is a place for activity where exchanges are taking place between the senses and the sense objects. And all that is coming out is based on the laws of nature and the Prakriti. It will remain at the level of the Prakriti. Once you transcend the level of the Prakriti, none of this activity is going to affect any one of us. And therefore he says, Tasmat Brahmani Testitaha. Therefore they are established in that Brahman. So, Bhagavan is preparing us to meditate on that self which is pristine. We will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shanti, 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 Hari Om, Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Hari Om.